it's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program and uh, I've loved every minute of it and uh, <laughs> you've watched me love it <laughs> and to be honest this last season uh, was grueling uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to uh, took a little little more out of me than usual and you know when people mentioned the health issue it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it can you do it the way you've always done it uh robert and i after a you know series of discussions have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um part ways and uh for me this is a day of um you know gratitude and celebration um start with robert and his family um it's great so much thanks for the opportunity to to be head coach here for 24 years uh it's an amazing opportunity um received tremendous support uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner building a championship football team here and uh that's exceeded exceeded my my wildest dreams these guys are sports lunatics this is the sports lunatics show Welcome to another edition of the Sports Lunatics. Hi, I'm Sean Levine in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I'm Howie Mooney in Barrie, Ontario. And you are watching or listening to the Sports Lunatics. And I'm going to tell you folks, this one's a bit of a bonus show because from the period of January 10th to 11th, moving forward for the rest of history, will go down as one of the greatest and most significant days in football history, not just professional football, but also college football. Howie, I don't know about you, but it has been a whirlwind to know that Pete Carroll being let go by the Seattle Seahawks was significant enough, but then to follow it up in the next 12 hours or less than 24 hours, the greatest college coach and Nick Saban announcing his retirement, and then Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft announcing that they're mutually parting ways in New England, ending that dynasty run and just the legacy that was created in New England. It has been unbelievable to watch as a football fan. On a level from 1 to 10, Shawnee, how surprised are you by everything that's gone on in in this window of time i was very surprised at pete carroll being let go belichick not so surprised i thought it was exactly the way they should have handled it it was very classy it was a short press conference but there was respect thought it was handled very well nick saban it was sort of on the fence you weren't sure whether or not he was going to go another year but when you think about him retiring and he said it today in an interview uh, with ESPN. It was a grueling season for him. It's a grind. College football has changed. He felt like he couldn't commit to uh, any recruits who thought, you know, he'd be there for three, four more years. And uh, it was time. He beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and came within a couple of players to go into a national championship. He had the great season in Alabama. It started slow, but it ended on a high. He's going down as the greatest coach in college football history in a lot of people's eyes, and it's hard to dispute that. One of the things that I heard yesterday on sports radio was the fact that 
college coaching used to be an easier gig than it is today. Saban now, you know, deal has to deal with not only uh, recruiting, but the transfer portal, NIL, uh, all of that stuff. Now it's it's become a twelve month a year uh, thing for college coaches now, as opposed to what it used to be, which would have been maybe eight months a year. Yeah, yep. college football they had all the control. Yep. Nick Saban and a lot of people have said that today in uh, various talk shows. He had a pretty easy gig in Alabama where a lot of the recruits wanted to play for him. But yes, NIL has played a significant role, especially in the last two years. And and it doesn't seem to be changing unless the rules change in the future. But, uh, you know, he's getting at that age, same age as Belichick. The, uh, the irony of all of this is that they were on the same coaching staff at one time in yes. Cleveland and watching the old video today of them and, and they have a great respect for each other. It, it's almost fitting that they both retire within a 12 hour or not retire, but Saban retires, but Belichick, like their dynasties, you know, ended at the same time after Cleveland. It, it's wild to, to see that today. You can't argue the resumes of all three guys. Pete Carroll had a tremendous resume. One of only three coaches to win an NCAA championship and also a Super Bowl with uh, Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer being the other two who are also legendary coaches in their own right. So monumental day in football history. When I think of Bill Belichick, I, I always go back to when he was the defensive coordinator with the Giants and that game plan that he outlined for the Super Bowl against the Bills. And as 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 heartbreaking as that game was for Bills fans, the Giants' defense played that game exactly to Belichick's plan. And uh the way that they they you know they they said, you know, let let uh let let Thurman Thomas, yeah, and, and Kelly uh and, and the K gun and everything like that, let them run the clock, let, let them run their 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 uh their K-Gun offense and, and go really, really quick. Uh, but then we'll get the ball and we'll control the the, the, the clock. We'll control the, the field position. We'll, we'll control the ball in the field. And they did exactly what they wanted to do. And fortunately for uh, Parcells and for Belichick and for the Giants, uh, that kick went wide right at the end. And, uh, you know, otherwise, other than that, everything went to exactly to their plan. Winning six Super Bowl titles, nine appearances, even though they struggled this year and in the last couple of years without Tom Brady, their defense was still stout. Like it was oh, a very absolutely, good defense. Yes. He knows how to teach defense and he knows what to get out of his defensive players. The knock on him was his personnel and the offense of game plan was not very strong. And uh, well, his general know, managership wasn't very strong either. Well, that's the thing. Uh, his like, ability we, to identify talent uh, was not his greatest forte. And that's, again, you talk about control. He controlled everything. And, you know, when you had a Hall of Fame and, and another GOAT, Tom Brady, who had a very nice comment today on, uh, I think it was in Instagram, just about the legacy and playing for Belichick. It's going to be interesting because I think he realizes at his age, I'm a really good coach. You know, even that was part of the discussion to whether or not he would stay in New England if he would relinquish the general manager's title, likely, and uh, just be a coach. So, one thing uh, I heard on the weekend about Belichick is that 
Arthur Blank in Atlanta yeah. loves everything that Belichick did yeah. uh, in New England. He loves right. the whole structure that that he implemented. He loves the whole everything. If somebody on ESPN Radio was, I think it was ESPN Radio, was saying, "Watch out." for Arthur Blank to make overtures to Belichick to do something in the Atlanta organization. Uh, I don't know what it what it might be, but he said, watch out for that. They have a very good defense. They've got a strong running game. Yes. Uh, they need a quarterback. Uh, I would say they need a quarterback. Uh, but again, it's, it's who's he going to bring in. There are rumors that he will be reunited with Josh McDaniels yet again. And uh, what type of quarterback? They could try to get a trade up into the top three. Uh, although it's very difficult right now. Uh, but they might get a, a draft pick at eight. Who knows? But in terms of sports history, and that's what we're about here at the Sports Lunatics, you know, a GOAT, the greatest coach. You know, he's 15 wins I <clears throat> excuse me, away uh, from Don Shula, his record for all-time coaching list. And that's part of it too, right? There's He would have loved to have got the record in New England, but it was evident. It was it was time, and they even mentioned it today in the press conference that after 24 years of marriage, it's it's time to move on, and and they've mutually parted ways. So well, the speculation uh, all season was that there would be a talk at some point after the right. season ended between Kraft and Belichick, and they'd figure out a way to say, uh, you know what, uh, it may be time to step away. You know, what can you say? Dominated the AFC East for years. Oh, he made it miserable for the for the Bills, the Jets, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every, the Dolphins, everybody else that, that that resided in the AFC East for, for whenever you want to look at the, uh, the last 20-some years. Just a tremendous, tremendous head coach. Getting back to Carroll real quick. Yes. Um, it's funny because, again, when I heard the news yesterday, as we're taping it uh, on the tw- on the 11th of, of January, the first thing I thought was if they had won that second Super Bowl. His legacy, I just said, he's one of three coaches to win at the NCAA letter, letter, level and a Super Bowl. But to have that second Super Bowl, winning the champion, NFC Championship twice, he's won the NFC West five times. Made the playoffs 10 times. You know, just a remarkable, remarkable career. But I still say if he had won that second Super Bowl, he'd be on a completely different level. Even though he's on an amazing level now, he'd be on an even greater level uh, winning a second Super Bowl. You just made me smile, Sean, because the way you said that, if he just won that second Super Bowl, it's like if Marino had just won that first Super Bowl, right. you know, it's it's that, that 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 tone, that same tone. If he'd had, had Russell Wilson hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch instead of trying to make that goofy little pass, go with your strengths, especially especially there. It is yeah, something that will always funny, haunt. That's the, that's the irony, though. He will always be known for that play. Yes. Like, it just feels like it is overshadowed everything i just read in terms of his resume yeah which is unfortunate because yeah. i wish i had his energy you know when i'm 72 uh 73 years old i hope i have that energy because he he's off the charts there's no well, one carroll to me pete carroll to me is the only guy who could run around like that and and keep up with with mick jagger you know that's that's it i think actually he has more spunk than i shouldn't say spunk that actually didn't come out well <laughs> uh, you know what I meant. Uh, you know what I meant. So Pete Carroll, again, amazing. And Nick Saban, just going over his resume, seven national championships, which is number one all time, 11 SEC championship titles, 292 career wins, 
16 consecutive 10-win seasons and two-time coach of the year in college football. Uh, just a remarkable uh, career considering, you know, going back to the NFL, it was a disaster in Miami where at the end it was it was a very bizarre ending in Miami when he left. You know, and you could say that about Belichick. Took two programs, well, actually three, all three. Took three struggling programs in Seattle, Alabama, New England, who really weren't noticed or or wasn't part of the national, you know, vernacular at that time. Even Alabama was struggling at that time when Saban mm-hmm. took over and made them a, an absolute powerhouse. He didn't have to do a lot of recruiting there because, I mean, you look at that uniform and it does a lot of the recruiting for you. You look at the at the record and it does a lot of the recruiting for you. Like you said, people want to go play for him. Kids want to go play for him. Uh, everybody wanted to play for Alabama. And it's not it's not a knock on Saban or, at all, but it, it just felt like quarterbacks that came out of, of Alabama, they didn't seem, because they didn't play a pro style necessarily, the quarterbacks that came out of there were very effective in Saban's system, but not at a, at the pro level. And you saw a lot of guys struggle just to 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 be backups in the NFL. But I mean, that's that's a very very small thing when it comes well, to they had some when it comes to Saban. Stud running backs, absolutely, and, yeah. You know, even the receivers didn't get a lot of balls caught, but they were all American when went on to be all pros in the NFL. Like I read a stat yes last night. I think it was sixty six first rounder first round picks he's had mm. since he's been in Alabama. Like that's incredible. Well, he assembled and, some great offensive lines too. Yes. And uh, when you have, I mean, everybody that watches football knows that if you have the best offensive line, you're going to win a lot of football games. And if you can control the offensive line, like the way that they did and the way they did for years and years and years. Yeah. They're going to win a lot of games. And they did. Red, uh, just before we did the show, I, I was on, Facebook and I read a post and it was a good question. Which goat had a better career? And it was Saban versus Belichick. Now, if you're looking at New England versus Alabama, but if you're looking at the whole football life, I would say Belichick, you know, for what he did, as you said, in New York and was an amazing defensive coach, like off the charts. Great. I love that little post you put up on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, Was it uh, today or yesterday? I'm not sure, but, Belichick on the left, Saban on the right, both of them looking very young as assistant coaches uh, in Cleveland. And it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool picture. Well, just to think of what they did in Cleveland and just, you know, we talked about the ending in Cleveland for the Browns was not good, uh, relocated. And they had to deal with that mess and the coaching staff. There's a football life on that season, that final season in Cleveland. You must check out because Saban and Belichick and like just the coaching staff was off the charts great. All of them gone on to great success in the National Football League. And uh, even the interns, the interns yeah. turned out to be general managers. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Like it was it was wild. Yeah, it was incredible. And and to think that was what, nineteen ninety-five. So uh it was almost thirty years ago. It's it's wild. But you know, you and I have been part of media and, and I, I was and even like the guys, like the guys I admire, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, and they're like, we've been in this business 30 years and we could never remember a 24 hour period like this. 
before we got on the show, before we started recording this, you you compared this to almost to the, like the day, uh, was it uh, June June sixth, uh, or was it June sixteenth? I think of nineteen ninety four. Uh, you had uh, yeah, it was the thirty for thirty where there was yes. like seven or eight monumental moments yeah. in sports. All of them got overshadowed by the OJ Bronco chase. Yeah, but it would yeah. all happen on that same and that in terms of a football day, that's what today was. That it you're, was. You're right. Even Dan Patrick mentioned on his show today. He's like, I feel like I'm in a thirty for thirty, <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. It's, it's wild. By the time we actually post this show, <laughs> there could be more coaches fired. We we don't – well, the thing is, with all the playoff games and what could happen, and there's still a lot of talk about Tomlin and, and other coaches' futures, McCarthy in Dallas. You know, I, even today they were pointing out, well, maybe Bill might look at Dallas if they get rid of, you know, uh, McCarthy, you know, because, uh, hey, he's worked with uh, – High-profile owner, and I, I will say this uh, with Bob Robert Kraft today. He was actually, you know, he's very complimentary, and and I was just thinking, I was like, nobody knew who he was 25 years ago. Nobody had a clue who Robert Kraft was, and all the success. Now he's one of the most powerful owners in football. Yeah, and that had a lot to do with. Not only Belichick, but just the philosophy and his philosophy of let the football guys do the football, you know, which a lot of owners, for whatever reason now, aren't doing. And that's part of the reason why Mike Vrabel potentially is not a head coach right now. It's bizarre. But uh, I, I need a, I need a hoodie with, with cut off sleeves so I can say, do your job. Right. Do your job. Well, I'm telling you, no matter what team he goes to next, We've done shows where guys just never looked right in a certain uniform. Yes. Could you imagine an Atlanta Falcons hoodie? <laughs> well, no, somebody was, I actually love the logo. I've always been a fan well, of the logo. But somebody somebody was talking about him going to Atlanta uh, and, and looking at and saying, okay, I don't like these uniforms. I don't like the numbers. Let, can we get, just get block numbers instead of these these fancy high-tech numbers? Get, get some block numbers and uh, – and, uh, <laughs> You know, can we can we lose the ATL on the top there? Like that that's that's can we just get simple, simple we get some red, white, and blue in there? Can we can we do that? It's gonna be weird. No matter where he goes, it's gonna be completely different. No different than Brady in a, a Tampa Bay. Oh. This will be the last question. There's been a lot of speculation even today. When Tom Brady left New England, where do you land on that? Like in terms of did Belichick need Brady more or did Be- Brady need Belichick more, or does it really matter in the big picture? I think at the beginning, when when uh, Brady re- replaced Drew Bledsoe, I don't think anybody had a clue as to what they were what they were getting and what they were installing into their into their into their offense into their system. The record, the numbers show that the the Patriots were twenty nine and thirty nine without Tom Brady uh, after he left. Brady went on to win, uh, you know, to continue to win. Yes. Uh, and uh, so, if you, in the question of who won the divorce, uh, I think it was Brady. Just looking at it that way. Yeah, no, and that's a fair way. And then you'll have the detractors that go, "Well, yeah, but if it wasn't for Bill making that, and it was, it was a gutsy decision when he made it." Yeah, because Bledsoe was a hell of a quarterback. I don't care what people say. Yeah, he could have been the quarterback of that Super Bowl team. Like he was really good. 
uh, and gets lost in the conversation because he never got that chance and because it was controversial because he was hurt. And Bellic, you know, if a guy, quarterback's hurt at that time, he should have got his starting job back, but didn't. The rest is history. And yet, yes, even in the NFC champion or AFC championship game, he had to go in. Bledsoe actually had to go in the game yeah. and help them win. But they made the decision to go with Brady in the Super Bowl. The rest is history. So that that Super Bowl, that first Super Bowl that, that Brady won, though, that was one of the most exciting games I can remember watching. It's a very underrated, just the whole Super Bowl itself, because that was the first Super Bowl after 9-11. Yes. So there was a lot of emotion. I'll never forget U2's, U2's performance at halftime. And then, you know, that drive at the end that – and to beat that Rams team, that was – they were the greatest show on turf for a yep. reason. Yeah. And, again, we, we go back. They had a great game plan, and they were able to limit Kurt Warner and the high-flying uh, offense, you know, and then they had the greatest kicker in football history, or one of them. And Adam Vinatieri uh, kicked first of many game-winning <laughs> field goals. So wild to look back on the careers of all three guys, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. You know, whether you loved them or hated them, you had to respect what they did. My last question to you, Shawnee, is where did you watch that Super Bowl game? I was in my home just outside of Bolton, Ontario. I just bought a brand new 36-inch television that weighed about 500 pounds. <laughs> and, and my buddy and I carried it in and almost had a hernia. <laughs> and we we'll watched the game, uh, and it was glorious. Yeah, my son had been born about two months before, and my now ex-wife and my son had flown. We were living in in Langley, BC, out, outside of right. Vancouver at the time, and they flew to Ottawa to basically show introduce our son to to my family and to her family. I I got to watch the game on the couch on the West Coast three hours earlier, so it was like the early afternoon, basically, or middle of the afternoon when I started watching it. And I mean, I was by the end of it, I was sitting on the floor with my legs crossed, just eyes glued to the TV, uh, sitting there alone with a, with a bowl of, of, of cheesies and uh, a couple of beers. And uh, that was, to me, that was one of the, the great Super Bowls that I can remember in my lifetime. One more fact, that was the very last Super Bowl of Pat Summerall and John Madden together, which was emotional in itself. Yes. Because of just what they meant to a lot of people our ages growing up, if not the greatest broadcast crew, top two, three in history. And that was a very emotional ending as well uh, to that broadcast. So it, it was, it was one of the, you know, when you think about it, it doesn't really rank in a lot of top 10 lists, but for what it meant, when it happened, and just it started this unbelievable dynasty in New England, it made a significant impact on football. There's no doubt about it. Shawnee, that is the perfect way to end this edition of the Sports Lunatics Show. And folks, he's still in my line, but that was great. <laughs> I'm Shalavina, Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I'm Howie Mooney here in Barrie, Ontario. And thank you for watching or listening to the Sports Lunatics. Again, we are on Apple Podcasts, so check us out there. And also, Check us out at 
thesportslunatics.com where we post all of our shows. And as well, you check out our Facebook group page, the Sports Lunatics Facebook group page, and our YouTube channel, Sports Lunatics. Have a great sports day.